Welcome to CritterCast episode 47. I am your co-host, Karina. I am your co-host, Cassie. And we welcome you so much to a very special episode of CritterCast. Ooh, a very special episode. It just, it is, you know, because when you do a podcast for a while, you know, it starts out, it's new and exciting, especially with us. There's a lot of animals we wanted to talk about, and we're, we're nowhere near done with that list. No. But sometimes you just kind of hit a lull, and there's so much. There's so many things to it's choose from. It's easy to get overwhelmed. Right? Yeah. You just kind of think about all the different things, and when there isn't one that jumps out of you, out at you, of you, out <laughs> at you, doesn't matter. Um, it's just, it's kind of hard. So, so we decided to just kind of pare it back, shift gears a little bit, and, and give you a special type of episode this this episode. Yes. And speaking of this episode, you listeners at home may have noticed that it feels like it's been a little bit longer since the last episode. You're not wrong about that. No. There was an extra week in between where there wouldn't have normally been two weeks in between. It was Thanksgiving. There's really not much extra explanation we can offer. Life just happens sometimes, and we still do this podcast out of the the love in our hearts for animals all over the world and the love for our listeners, and we want to share it with you guys. So it and was we knew you would understand, so thank you. <laughs> gap, but we appreciate you sticking with it and yeah. being excited to listen to this next episode, 47. Welcome with open arms. Welcome back into our lives and our thoughts. Do we want to tell our wonderful friends what we're going to talk about today? Yes. I mean, A, I always feel like I lead up to things, but people can read the titles of episodes. <laughs> so it's not like it's a massive surprise. But today we're going to be talking about a very particular kind of dog, or rather not a particular kind of dog. Right. Right? Yeah. So today we're going to talk about our pit bull friends. Yes. My goal today is to just get everybody on the same page Great. about what it is we're really talking about. Try to show some love to our blocky headed friends. Perfect. Try to demystify things a little bit. Um, but as a disclaimer, even though I am an animal shelter professional, I am not an expert in dog breeds, dog genetics, anything like that. Science of dog behavior. Yes. I am not an expert. I think Cassie would also no, definitely that not, she is not an, an expert. expert. <laughs> as we are never experts in anything we talk about on this podcast. We Unless are just... I'm talking about writing, then I'm an expert. <laughs> See, I'm like not claiming any expertise in anything just because, you know, I just don't want to be called out. So we love to research. We are passionate about what we talk about. And that's just kind of the story. And today that story is all about pit bulls. Perfect. It's Cassie and Karina and we're at it again, sharing cool facts about our animal friends. We make stupid jokes and we laugh a lot, but we also like to learn, so give us a shot. We'll talk about snails and their tweezer teeth, or gush about our love of manatees. We'll tell you why owls are so scary to us, and there's tons more critters that we'll discuss. We promise to make sure you'll have a blast, because you're listening to Critters. Yeah. <laughs> I always get up and moving with that song. It's a good one. I mean, by up and moving, do you mean you just kind of half-heartedly nod your head? I dance because in my Because we've seat. heard it like multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> I thought, I felt like a good place to start a pit bull discussion sure. was to talk about the actual recognized breeds awesome. from a couple different kennel clubs, mainly just two different kennel clubs, the AKC, the American Kennel Club, mm -hmm. and the UKC, the United Kennel Club. United Kingdom Kennel Club? Mm, I think it's just... UKC? I think it's just United Kennel okay. Club. It okay. is for sure. Um, because, again, pit bull itself right. is not an actual... Um, there is a type of dog named a pit bull terrier, right? Yes. So basically the, in, in the American Kennel Club, the AKC, there are three separate breeds that 
if people looked at them, they would say, right, a pit bull. Yes. Uh, and then in the United Kennel Club, there's actually only one recognized oh. pit bull type breed, uh, and it is the American Pit Bull Terrier. So that's recognized in the UKC. Okay. The other two breeds that are recognized in the American Kennel Club are American Staffordshire Terrier mm-hmm. and Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Right. And those breeds are not recognized in the UKC. Oh, they just group everything under Pit Bull Terrier? Uh, I just think that they are, they haven't, it's not. It's not that they're grouped under oh, that they breed. Don't they just don't recognize like breed that breed. standards or something for yeah, that breed. Yeah, yeah. Is the UKC um, a, a United Kingdom? I do believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know 100% though because, again, I'm super not a expert okay. about dog breeds specifically because gotcha. I'm a shelter person. Right. So we right. just don't care that much, to be honest. <laughs> it's all guesswork. Right? It is all guesswork. Um, so those are the those are the three breeds really that that we often think of, but there are a lot of other breeds that commonly get mixed up um, right. and called pit bulls and shelters. So you mentioned one or two before, right? Mm-hmm. What, when you think off the top of your head yeah. as a as a shelter volunteer and and parent of a rescue dog, what kind of breeds do you think often get mixed up in that? I think um, I think a lot of times, especially here in the area that we're in, we don't have a lot of the traditionally recognized pit bull terriers. We mm-hmm. have the Staffordshire terriers, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of times I've seen people get the American bulldog. Mm-hmm. Mixed up and yeah, and confused about is that a pit bull? Right. Um, even sometimes an English bulldog mm-hmm. can have that same sort of blocky head. Right. Boxers sometimes boxers get lumped into that. Yeah, those are a couple that come just to the top of my head. Yeah, and what's crazy to me is that I I do often get confused between American pit bull terrier. Uh, bull terrier, right? And then oh, bull terrier, yeah, yeah, and um, and Staffordshire bull terrier. Yeah. Like I do get a little bit confused, but dogs like like American bulldogs, yeah. And um, what was the other one that you had mentioned? American bulldogs and bull terriers sometimes yeah, too. Bull terriers, like and, and English bulldogs clearly have like English a very bulldogs. a yep. very distinct look and yep. boxers, boxers like mm-hmm. they have very distinct looks i don't think i would get them mixed up but right. then again right who oh knows? mastiffs too a lot of times so, people yeah, think different types of mastiffs when people are too. start thinking that american bulldogs because yeah. american bulldogs look more like mastiffs than they do yes. pit bull terriers exactly um and so when you start thinking that then you start thinking that mastiffs look like pit bulls and then you start <laughs> thinking that all kinds of big giant and then flappy dogs like, like catahoulas and <laughs> pressa canarios right. <laughs> like these fancy, intense, yes. way bigger than a pit bull terrier yes. breeds yes. are pit bulls. And like, that's crazy. Yeah. They're just not at all. Yeah. The other thing um, that the other breed that we should mention too is the American bully as well. Oh, yeah. Which very often gets called pit bull or mm-hmm. when people think they're looking for a pit bull, they're really looking for an American bully. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually do think these are recognized as well. I, I think so too. I think they're newer they recognized. Win something recently? An American bully didn't it win something? I don't know. Like I think these are recognized by um, both the American yeah. Kennel Club and the United Kennel Club or maybe not the American Kennel Club yet. According to Wikipedia, which is, you know, who knows how reliable it is, they were originally recognized specifically by the American Bully Kennel Club, which is apparently a different thing. Okay. Um, And then recognized by the United Kennel Club in 2013. Oh, wow. But it does not say that they are recognized by the American Kennel Club. So who knows? Either way, American bullies are those short, hyper muscular Mm -hmm. bully type dogs, big blocky heads. Yep. Breed standard would tell you they have cropped ears as well. Mm, yeah. But um, don't and go. we see these pop up in shelters oh, a yeah. lot. And yeah. they often just get labeled Pipple. Pipple, right. Because anything in shelters these days that is muscular mm-hmm. with a particularly square head yeah. becomes a Pipple. Yep. And that comes with a lot of problems. And the reasons for it too are pretty diverse mm-hmm. because you have a lot of misconception from 
members of the public that go into labeling things pitbull. But then you also have misconception from things that are at like policy levels, right? Whether it's like legal policy, like laws and legislature, mm-hmm. or if it's insurance policy, things right. like that. Yeah. Like some places you cannot legally own any dog that looks like it could be called a pitbull. Right. Which is, well, because what? it's just like it, it, what has been written into both breed specific right. legislator BSL, which mm-hmm. is, garbage right. for many reasons um what's been written into that as well as what's been written into insurance policies and yes. rental policies and leases and all that stuff is the language pitbull which we've already discussed is inaccurate because it's not a breed not a breed so so then they started saying pitbull type which right. again again what breeds right what do you, are you mean by that mm-hmm. and and it makes life so hard yes. for anybody that owns a dog with a blocky head right because think about it if you adopt a dog with a blocky head when you're 25 and you're going to be moving to different cities as your career progresses or Mm -hmm. as you go to grad school or as you get married or as you move home to take care of your folks. Um, And every single place you move, you have to pay attention to the local laws to see whether your animal is allowed in that town. Right. And then you also have to deal with trying to find housing that will take that dog. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if you buy, finding rental policies for your home insurance that will insure your home, which to me literally makes no sense at all. I just don't understand the logic behind it. But that's a whole separate podcast, honestly. (laughs) It's not even a separate episode. It's a separate podcast. Um, But... So this all just turns into a really vicious cycle. So yeah. because of myths that have been ongoing about pit bull type dogs yeah. forever, then we end up with legislation and uh, insurance policies and things making it hard to own these dogs. Then you end up, but, but they're still a very loved type of dog. Right. So they're bred. They are one of the most popular dog species mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. And by they, I mean the Staffordshire Terrier. I think. Um, so actually, when when we're looking at things, it just is impossible to classify what breed we're actually looking Understandable. at. Understandable. <laughs> because owners will self-identify their dogs as right. pit bulls because right. the, the breeders they got them from, you know, the, the really... The not Craigslist legitimate breeders, breeders they got the them from, breeders, yeah. the stores they got them from, the shelters yeah. and rescue groups they got them from, sure. we're not going to go through all the trouble to try and figure out what the actual breed right. was. Because again, it's not really worth the time. Well, and a, a quick reminder when we're talking about dog breeds, right? in general, we're talking about human genetically modified animals. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, that's 100% what dog so, breeds are. Dogs were once just all mutts. Yes. And then we decided we wanted them to look specific ways. So over hundreds of years, we decided that if it looked one way or it looked this way, that's what it was. And we tried to get them to look more that way than anyone else. That's what dog competitions are all about. And that's how you end up with a Chinese crested weird little mouse string. Don't hate on the small dogs. No, I I love small dogs, but especially Chinese crested. They are ugly, though. Like, no, I don't <laughs> think are. so. They are ugly, uh, but in a beautiful way. Okay. Well, <laughs> either way. Um, so because it's really impossible to actually classify breed, yeah. it's just that pit bulls, yeah. identified as pit bulls, are still one of the top five breeds in America. Yeah. So they're very well loved, but they're not easy to have in your life. Right. So then we end up with shelters yep. and rescues overcrowded and overrun with them yeah which then makes people think that they're bad or that people don't right. want them right uh, and there's just so many of there's them so many of there's them. just so many of them and they're all who they are yeah there is no such thing a no every dog is an individual absolutely a they are pit bulls which means they are not actually a breed so we can't right. pretend like their breed means anything yeah to their we behavior. can't say there is something specific to that breed right that's going to indicate that a certain one individual in that breed will have a particular behavioral set right 
you don't, he, there's no way to predict it. Right. And what I actually really love this, um, this myth busting article, which I, I'm a little bit uh-huh. careful about myth busting articles, because again, I think people can go too far the other way yeah, out of fear of, you know, trying to inspire compassion. Sure. Um, but animal farm foundation, which is a really respected, uh, animal rescue and go research AFF. organization. Um, they posted an article actually back in 2015 talking about the myth of pit bulls biting differently right. than other dogs. Right. Um, and they make a really excellent point about how even if Pitbull was a breed, modern day dog breeding is about looks and not about behavior. Yes. Most dog breeding today, not all dog breeding, right. but most dog breeding today right. is done for the looks of the dog, right. regardless of the behavior. I mean, that's going to be different for working dogs. Right. But that's not right. what we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at this, when you like, if you are having Thanksgiving with your family and you force them to watch the dog show every uh-huh. year because you love dogs and that's uh-huh. what life's about. Yeah. You notice that when you watch dog shows, <laughs> they are literally just looking at the what looks. does this dog look like? Right. How does it move? What is the confirmation? Yeah. Fancy science term there yep. of their body. They don't care if the dog jumps on mm-hmm. people. They don't care if it licks, if its tail is wagging. Right. They don't care. Nope. <laughs> they only care nope. what it looks like. Right. Yep. Well, the rest of us are going, oh my gosh, that dog's so happy to be that there. That one looks so, so naughty. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like they pick the naughtiest ones to win just to spite us. <laughs> like, Probably. <laughs> it's fine though. Um, so that I feel like is a really important point to make too. Yeah. Is that even if we were talking about pure per- purebred Staffordshire Bull Terriers and American Bullies, we really can't. We, we just can't predict their behavior no. based on breed. Uh-uh. They're just, you could say that working dog breeds might have a higher capacity for learning things. Right. Like border right. collies have proven themselves right. to be incredibly intelligent dogs, purebred yes. border collies. But these are dogs that are generally still being bred for a drive. Right. For, for a particular type of job. And not yeah. just because people want them to look like that. Right. And pit bulls are pretty much only bred because people want them to look like yes, that. Exactly. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think what's been most eye-opening for me yeah. as, like, being in a shelter mm-hmm. is I went from somebody who I didn't really know bad things about pit bulls before I started working in a shelter. You hadn't been exposed to the no, I just stereotypes? Nope. I just yeah. didn't really know anything about them. Yeah. And so I learned about them through a shelter environment. Yeah. So I kind of learned the stereotypes. And then I also learned a lot of also false positive things right. about them sure. be- that were, you know, talking about how yeah. they make excellent nanny dogs and how they should right. always live with kids. Oh, no. Right. I, I don't know. Not that to they be, can't live with kids, but. Right. But they're large not dogs. Any type of breed should always live with a kid. Right. Ever. <laughs> um, and, and to be fair, I don't know the validity of that original statement. Right. But a lot of dogs were treated like nannies. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. a long time. Absolutely. Like, Have you times? never watched Peter Pan? Right. Literally. Literally. The dog's Nana. name is Nana. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people just used to be a lot more trusting of their dogs also and a lot you had a lot more kids and right. you've True. placed your money on some of them surviving so <laughs> whatever who cares <laughs> who cares <laughs> um but yeah you know just like just like rottweilers used to and and right. uh dobermans dobermans used to always shepherd watch dogs and guard dogs yep. it's not that they don't have that capacity to do that work still yeah but i wouldn't say any german shepherd you get from a shelter any Doberman you get from a shelter is going to be a good guard dog no. by nature. Oh half of gosh, them would be no. very bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> at least half of yeah, them. Yeah, I'm thinking of a lot of the Just ones like we met at the at least shelter. half of these quote-unquote <laughs> pit bulls would be very bad nannies. Please don't leave dogs <laughs> in charge of your small humans. No, just hire an actual human nanny if if you can afford it if you need if you need a human to watch your child pay a human to watch your yes. child please yes. don't make your dog watch your yes. children or, they can't handle the responsibility yeah that i just really think that's what it is accurate they can't even turn on the tv what are they supposed <laughs> to do when they get desperate right yeah no Mm-mm. you can't do it nope. um <laughs> 
Uh, so that's what so, eldest but, children are for. It, oh, no, no. <laughs> As an older child, I say no. <laughs> they are not for parenting <laughs> your smaller children. <laughs> Ugh. But so that's that's how I learned about pit bulls. Yeah, was kind of like this weird mix of hearing people coming in and then me spouting off what other shelter workers spouted off that I didn't know how valid things were, but also seeing a, a huge range of pit bulls oh, and pit yeah. bull type dogs. I've seen aggressive and scary sure. pit bulls. And I've also seen the smushiest, oh my gosh. sweetest dogs and everything in between. Yes. You know, they, they have a wide range of behavior, Imagine just like that. any dog, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, honestly, almost more than a lot of other breeds that you see. That makes sense to because me. Because they're so mixed. There's so, yeah, and so many just, different. And they, they get mislabeled yeah. so very often. Yeah. And when we're talking about visual breed identification in general. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's a whole other can of worms. It's just not, it's, I mean, the, the bottom line with that is it's just not accurate. No, if you're going to try and identify an animal, a, a dog specifically, mm-hmm. a dog's breed just from looking at it and you don't know anything about its history, mm-hmm. like you can probably guess yeah. some of what might, some types that yeah. might be in there, right? I'm looking at Tinkerbell pretty clear she's probably got some sort of dachshund or other like long short-bodied dog in there right right the color pattern gives it away on her really only because all i can get there are few breeds that express that particular color pattern but and you know with some dogs it will be very clear if they are purebred and they are meeting that standard okay but even that though is kind of kind of crazy because you can have a dog that you're looking at that looks just like a breed standard for a particular breed Mm -hmm. and find out that it's a mix of two or three other breeds that make that look potentially this is how we made these animals in the first place right right (laughs) potentially but i just think there's obviously way more room for error in a dog that doesn't look like, like any one particular dog. Yeah. And the other thing that makes it really hard with pit bull type dogs is that each of these breeds has a, a huge variety of color patterns. Because oh, a lot yeah. of times with dog breeds, we're going on color. Right. Right. Because right. you know a Doberman Pinscher is either going to be chocolate brown and light brown. Yeah. Or black and light brown. Or cinnamon. Like, you know, that not the cinnamon the chocolate brown and light Mm-mm. brown mix? You can have like a tan tan and see now i'm red. already confused like a red doberman oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think mm. not very light either way i mean they're, they're right you could have a black and white or a red and white border collie right that's yeah. kind of it for border collies yeah. if they are not that color they're not truly a Some border other, collie yeah right but pit bulls and staffordshire terriers and american bullies come in they don't just come in. I hate blue nose, red right, nose. Right. But thankfully, I would say as a shelter worker, I haven't heard that too much in really? the last few years. Interesting. You hear blue nose a lot more than you hear red nose. Yeah. And I hate when people are like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, what do you think it means? Listen, <laughs> like, use your brain. A description. Its nose is gray. either bluish grayish or it's pink. Yeah, that's it. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah, but they come in gray, brown, dilute brown, you know, like white, that lighter brown, black, white, but like literally tan all across splotchy, the board. And it does not matter. Brindled. Right? Reddish. Yeah. And it's because they're orangish, you know, tabby. Tab I don't think I've ever I pay good money to see a tabby pit bull i think yeah i think i would <laughs> for those of you who may not be cat fanatics tabby is that that classic striping on a on a cat yeah so i'd pay pretty good money yeah. to see a tabby pit bull mackerel <laughs> oh my gosh one of my other favorite pit bull resources uh-huh. two of my other actually favorites one is your pit bull and you which oh. is a an educational research was founded for pit bull owners nice. and people that acquired pit bulls by way of adoption really yeah. mostly um and working with what it means to to own a dog that everybody thinks they have an opinion on you know and some people have opinions on all dogs. I have opinions on all dogs because I just like dogs. Yes. A lot and and in general, it's let me pet. Yes. <laughs> um, but everybody in the world, dog person or not, has an opinion on pit bulls. Accurate. I don't always want to hear their opinions, <laughs> but I true. think that's an interesting phenomenon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've been like in love so or much hate. media and pop culture. Yeah. And they're just so popular. So you see them everywhere. Right. So, yeah. Right. 
right now in this particular moment, I actually chose to talk about Pitbulls this this episode before I started seeing all of the renewed upset about the infamous Michael Vick. Oh, yeah. I knew it was, I mean, I knew things were happening, but yeah. I hadn't seen as much of it on social media until after I'd, I'd already decided to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's always a whole nother <sighs> tricky territory to get into. Yeah. But reasons, things like that are why everybody feels like they should have such strong opinions about right. people. And those opinions are not just black or right are white they're not just either pit bulls are dangerous or pit bulls are nursed nanny dogs yeah there's so many ranges of like maybe any shelter pit bull in some people's opinions are always bait dogs or right you know every or a victim of abuse mm -hmm. or use a guard dog they just assume like oh it was left outside to be a guard dog or to fight any pit bull that's not good with other dogs must have been a fighting dog or it must have been abused right yeah if that dog's scared it must in the shelter it must have been abused yeah which to be fair i think people say about like any dogs in shelter any rescue dogs because people just have the idea that if a pet has been abandoned it must have been mistreated which is like the biggest lie that people have about pet ownership and it's because pet ownership is becoming more and more inaccessible because Mm -hmm. poverty is a and housing prices are getting so expensive (laughs) yeah yay (laughs) which is you know irrelevant to how animals were treated before they ended up abandoned but i think it is i agree i think it's a particular problem with pit bulls because of everything that is said about them in the media and i want any of you pit bull lovers and supporters out there to you know before you hit that share button on that viral meme or story think about how we advocate for these dogs yes and try not to go crazy you know ignoring potential problems in specific animals because you are worried about what's the word i'm looking for it's like hmm, uh, let me let me think of a a more harmless situ like version of Mm -hmm. it right so people that love chihuahuas Mm -hmm. they often try to say my chihuahua is the best dog in the world it doesn't bark all day it doesn't pee on everything it doesn't nip and act like a big dog around big dogs okay cool i get it you're trying to to you know quell down the hatred of chihuahuas maybe yours doesn't yes but i have a chihuahua he does nip at people's ankles he does bark at things he does pee on everything yeah and he is a chihuahua he does shake you know he does the chihuahua yes he does he absolutely and he whines oh my goodness so much and and i love him with all his faults right and i'm not gonna go out there and and yell at people and argue that no chihuahuas never do that that's a nasty lie right because a as a shelter worker, literally, you will hear me repeat this. If you know me at all in real life or you are friends with me at all on social media, you will hear me repeat every dog is an individual. Yes. That's just it, right? That's every single one of them has their own unique personalities, regardless of whatever breeds they might possibly be mixed with. Yeah. And they may, if if you own golden retrievers, purebred golden retrievers all your life, yeah. you may see a lot of similarities in your individual pets, but you will also see lots of different unique oh, yeah. tendencies because Definitely. your dogs are their own beings that yep. they are born different. Yeah. Just like all you and all your siblings who have the same gen dna right you know the same genetic mix up if you have the same biological parents and even if you don't you have at least 50 percent the same dna theoretically right <laughs> maybe whoa <laughs> um did you get those uh, dna tests for christmas <laughs> that's gonna be a fun conversation um <laughs> You you know, you're going to be very, very different. Yeah. Because you are both a product of your DNA and how your individual DNA is expressed and how you were raised. Yeah. And also the choices that you make in your own darn life. Uh, I feel like... I feel like this is not as organized as I wanted it to be. And partly because I didn't really jot down any structure to this episode. Uh-huh. I have a, a lot of feelings about pit bulls. You know, we all do. And mostly they're very, very, very positive. I worry that sometimes people let their love for these dogs just push them to ignore important facts. Well, Because let's talk about the, the weight and size of pit bulls. 
Right. I mean, pit bully type dogs. Right. They're bigger dogs. Right. They're not big, big dogs, Mm -mm. but they are strong. Yeah. You know what? And not everyone who gets a pity type is going to be prepared for how strong that dog is going to be. Right. They're not necessarily going to have the right equipment to walk them safely. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily going to be prepared to enforce um, positive types of play that don't result in any possible accidents. Yeah. And those are just really things that you have to think about anytime you have a bigger, stronger dog. Right. You have to. Right. It, regardless of yep. breed, it doesn't matter. And regardless of how sweet your dog is, right. it does not matter how kind your dog is, how loving and affectionate. If you're not training them carefully, they're going to develop habits that could potentially be problematic. Right. Right. Because we're not talking about to be, to be very, I think it's important to be specific here because I don't want people to misinterpret what you mean. And, and what we're talking about is behaviors that start harmless, right? Yeah. Yeah. That these are not aggressive behaviors, right? But things like leash pulling, Mm -hmm. things like jumping up at you, things like, Running and crashing, running right up to the other dogs and just immediately starting high intensity play, slamming up against other dogs, grabbing them with your mouths. Right. Uh, These are things that may, they start harmless. There's no inherent problem with dogs being dogs. Right. Right. There's no problem. Puppy, no manners. (laughs) It's just as, as they get bigger and as they get older, accidental injuries can happen. Dog fights happen frequently when one dog is just being more intense than the other dog would like to be. Absolutely. And if you can't control your dog on a leash, that's all kinds of different problems because you never know what they'll see that'll either scare them, startle them, or excite them. And if you can't control (laughs) them and one of those things happens, you have lost your dog. Right. And then all kinds of things. Obviously, loose dogs are just a nightmare in and of themselves for you, for them, for everybody else. We don't want our dogs loose. It's very, very stressful. And these are things that are true for any type and size of dog. Right. But the consequences are going to be different. For a larger dog. Yep. And specifically, unfortunately, for a pit bull. Yeah. That it sucks. It sucks. But it's the reality. Yeah. That any owner of a blocky-headed dog has to carry... The, these like social weights with yeah. them. Uh, they have to their dogs really are held I used to tell adopters this all the time when yeah. they were taking pit bulls I would praise them for looking at these blockheaded dogs especially because I used to be at a shelter in an area where there was a lot of renters and it was right. always a challenge to find homes right. for larger dogs at all but you know most often we were stocked up with blocky headed dogs yeah. and so I would always praise them and then warn them that their dogs would be upheld to a different standard in society. Their dogs would be expected to be perfect little angels because the second that they made any mistake, right. they would be judged harshly for it. Things that people say, oh, that's just a dog being a dog, or that's just a this breed specifically being this breed. Um, they almost never say of pit bulls unless they're saying, oh, my pit bull slobbers me to death. You know, uh, unless it's somebody that already loves pit bulls, they're just not, they're not really giving them any options for mistake. They're not really giving them chances the same way they give chances to other breeds. Yes. So yeah, this is a little more disorganized than I would like it to be, but I want to talk briefly too, but Mm -hmm. segment first segment first and then i want to talk about some of the the more fun reasons of why i wanted to talk about pit bulls in the first place but brief segment last episode we decided to change things up and introduce uh you know featuring an adoptable pet (gasps) in our area can we update or your area previous we can so two updates about this segment right yeah First update, would you like to share? We had some participants in in shouting out. Yeah. Right? We did. When we released the episode, we had some listeners that decided to reach out and say, hey, I listened, I found out, and they sent us an adoptable pet in their area. Now, that was two weeks ago. So I'm not sure if that pet was adopted already or not. Yes. But 
We'll I double just, check and we'll share him if it's okay with them. But I just wanted to, sh- I thought that was real cool that yeah. they, that they liked the segment. Yes. So this was the wonderful podcast, just the zoo of us. And they shared with us a dog that's at their local shelter, the Jacksonville Humane Society. His name is Irwin. He's a boy. He's about, well, he's like 10-ish, mm-hmm. probably, guessing-wise. Um, mixed breed, medium. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> right? Love it. Oh, and he is just so cute. He's precious. And he came into the shelter at the beginning of November. So hopefully he's already found his own home. But if he hasn't and you are in the Jacksonville area, perhaps you could zoom on over and check him out. He looks like um, some sort of a hound type to me. Because yeah. he's got the really sweet eyes and then the droopy ears. He looks like he'd be a really really fun sweet older gentleman yeah yeah so thank you just the zoo of us for shining a spotlight on a pet in need near you and we are happy to share it even if it's a little late yeah thank you thank you and we'll get we'll get more on it yeah uh and then the other update about this segment is that our pet that we chose to feature in the last episode bobby the short-haired cat at the elk grove animal shelter was adopted actually within a week of us featuring him so exciting i will say they had never heard of our podcast absolutely because we definitely not and we put good vibes for him out into the universe Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. yep but he found a lovely home with a really awesome family we'll share the photo on the post so from the shelter's facebook page with all of you so that you Excellent. can celebrate along with the community that bobby has found a home happy tales happy tales so last time since we decided to feature bobby this time i decided we needed to feature of course a bully type uh, dog we course. had to do a blocky headed yeah dog. for sure it was the only option then it became a battle in my mind oh, no. of who to feature because there is never a shortage of blocky headed dogs to feature at all of our local shelters. And of course I'm going to be selfish and go ahead and plug (laughs) one of the Elk Grove animal shelter pets. They're my babies. They are. I have to. Okay. You have to tell me. I bet you, I bet you could figure it out without thinking too hard though. There are two contenders where I feel like you could easily. Well, there's a couple that I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. So I would think either Gunther or fancy. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll post a photo of both of them just so Yay. you guys can see. But Fancy is our chosen featured adoptable pet of the week. Fabulous. Fancy is an approximately three-year-old, quote, pitbull type uh-huh. dog <laughs> uh, at the Elk Grove Animal Shelter near Sacramento, California. And she has been at the shelter and available for adoption the longest of any Aww. other dog. And that's, it, it's hard. That's it's hard to be a tan pity type there are a lot of those in shelters in this area she does prefer to be the only dog in the household which can be a challenge because a lot of dog lovers have dogs at home already right right. um and she is one of those dogs that really just doesn't like the kennel and most dogs oh my gosh Uh, she is not the worst dog ever in a kennel but she does get really worried when people stand and stare at her so she'll give them a really worried sad face or she might stand up front and kind of bark at them to get them to go away because they're being scary and that's understandable if someone was standing in front of me when i was in a cage and they were staring at me and talking you'd probably yell a lot like you'd probably scream a lot i would scream a lot right i'd scream yeah i'd scream a lot um and and to her you know to her defense once she knows people she doesn't seem to mind greeting them through the kennel at all but there's a lot of strangers that come through a shelter when when you get fancy out out in foster out on field trips with people she has been a superstar dog she is young and full of energy she loves to play she's incredibly smart she already knows a lot of basic commands um she's she did really well in foster over thanksgiving and had a great old time. She does really great with people of all ages, too, that's which is awesome. really awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So if you happen to be in the Sacramento area or you know someone who is and you know they're looking for a loving companion, they don't have any other dogs or cats at home, but they have a family who's just excited to have an active and playful pet, yeah. please come by and check out Fancy and take her out of her kennel. You Aww. won't see who she is in her kennel. Oh, sure. And that is so true of all shelter Absolutely. pets. Absolutely. 
ask to see them out of their kennel yeah. if you're interested in them yeah and the staff thinks it's a good match yeah they're happy to help you out yeah and there's so many great possibilities and programs that a lot of shelters and rescues including yours where you can do like a doggy day out mm-hmm. and you can take a dog out and give them a, fo- a right a day break from the shelter and mm-hmm. really see holiday fostering overnight weekend fostering so fun we will definitely share posts of fancy so please whether you're in the sacramento area or not go on to our twitter or facebook or instagram and help us share this wonderful dog and let's make fancy's winter holiday the best one she's had so far yeah because it should be in a great loving forever home yeah hopefully fingers crossed that'd be great yeah yeah oh my goodness um so we've talked about a lot of the stuff that makes pit bulls and loving pit bulls and supporting them or just learning about them complicated and yucky but let's talk about why it's not so yucky and why you should also love bully breeded blocky headed dogs okay 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's reason number one? Wiggles. Wiggles. They're so wiggly. I find that very accurate. It's so cute. From personal experience alone, I find that most pit bulls tend to have the most adorable full body tail wag. Full body wiggle. And it's just, sometimes it's a little intense, you know. True. That's true. Because they just have a lot of excitement. (laughs) Um, But I, I love to see like a shy, more subdued pity type uh become like experience their first true i'm excited yes. wiggle and it's it's oh, just the cutest thing in the world so cute okay reason number two for me mm-hmm. cuddles okay so cuddly mm-hmm. at least in my experience yeah even I've, if they're energetic mm-hmm. a lot of times once they calm down they really like to snuggle yeah one of my favorite memories from volunteering at the shelter mm-hmm. was um i was hanging out with a dog who was getting ready to go work for pets for vets mm-hmm. um and she her transport was coming her name was athena mm-hmm. her transport was coming and she was just needed to be Back behind the shelter waiting for her transport to come and Mm -hmm. we were hanging out and she just crawled into my lap and laid her head down on my arms and we just hung out and cuddled and I petted her and then she got to start an amazing new life and now she is partnered with a really fantastic person and they have all sorts of wonderful adventures together and it's just like... It's one of my happiest memories. Yeah. So for those of you who potentially follow any Pets for Vets programs where uh, shelter dogs, rescue dogs get paired up with veterans as service dogs, as working service dogs, not just as therapy dogs, but as actual trained certified dogs. Mm -hmm. um, Athena went to an official Pets for Vets program through the Animal Rescue Foundation in Walnut Creek, ARF for short, uh, and her name is now Katie. You could have possibly seen her featured on the Thanksgiving Day um, dog show, the the big national dog show last year, Uh, and as well as in like several Purina commercials because they partner pretty closely with that program. So she's kind of been she's been a big face for the program. Tear up just thinking about it. I mean, also knowing she came from like our little area I our know, little town. so great uh and and so that's that's heartwarming yeah. so wiggles and cuddles which i have i have feelings about cuddles okay, but you tell know me your cuddle feelings no my i there are definitely plenty of pity type dogs that are super snuggly yeah. and there are others of them that if you try to snuggle them you will get a bruised face oh well okay yeah. there's a lot of there's <laughs> a lot of head whipping that happens and a yeah. lot and of saliva with, there will be a lot of saliva with both wiggles and yep. cuddles mm-hmm. you really need to watch out for those tails yeah those tails man because they tend to have strong but thin yep. tails that hurt whips. also trim those nails file oh, those nails <laughs> that's true that's true of any dog though oh my god oh, yeah Even the smallest dogs can have the most painful nails absolutely uh, for sure yes for me i think what has always made me love them mm-hmm. is their big blocky heads oh, and their big so goofy cute. smiles because they have these big old heads yeah. that are usually bigger than their body yep. and that they usually like laying like in the cutest way featuring yeah. their giant heads and then they have these big open smiles yes. and it's just they have the best hands down the best smiles in the dog world i mean hands have down you, i'm hands down no yes. you've never seen my coworker's dog sammy smile it's really stinking cute mm. 
You really haven't seen it. All right. Send me all your dog smiling pictures so I can judge. I especially want to see the ones where your dogs think they know how to smile like a human. That's what <laughs> I want to really see. just like burying their teeth in an uncomfortable <laughs> way. That's what I want to see. Because <laughs> they just go cheese and they just look awful. Please send me those. They're like the. Um, but also the typical, you know, dog smile, yes. open, happy, relaxed yes. mouth. I want to see them both. Yes. Send them all. <laughs> all of them. Post them on Twitter. Yeah. They do have really great smiles. And I think for me, I mean, obviously, like I said, I've seen a massive variety. I've yeah. had pit bulls that were very difficult to work with that uh, not being a dog trainer and not being particularly excited about dog training yeah. were not exciting for me to work with. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who doesn't really want to work with difficult dogs, mm-hmm. but likes the reward of, of teaching a dog something and yeah. having that bonding tool, I have found that pit bulls are just the right level of intelligence for me. <laughs> they can't outsmart me sense. usually, yeah. but they can learn and pick up things really quick. Yeah. They're usually very motivated by both food and attention, yes. which is awesome. And toys too. Yeah. yeah. To have, to have lots of tools yeah. to work with. Uh, I Keeps have it from getting boring for them. Yeah. I had yeah. one dog in particular, Serena, who was oh, like, yeah, barely a pit bull type, right. you know, but yeah. she, that's all you could call her at a shelter. Yeah. Cause that's kind of all she even possibly looked like. Yeah. And I remember posting a video of me doing sit down, shake a couple things with her right. and just being like, look at me I'm feeling a like dog a dog trainer, trainer. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm a hundred percent not. Definitely a dog not. <laughs> Yeah, totally. But, but yeah, and I all the same now too. I teach volunteers how to work with shelter dogs, yeah. and I always take out my pities to show them yeah. food lures, and because they're always the ones that know it, and they're and always the ones they that are willing show to it do really it really well, too, right? Because they have really like exaggerated. Very distinct. They're like sit yeah. and down, yeah. and it's like, Whoo, you know, I'm down. And when and when you ask for a shake, they're like, here's my ball. Yeah. Take it, take it, take it. Did it's you like, get it? Here it is. It's not subtle at all, and so, I just. They're not subtle dogs. I think that's another thing that I really, really appreciate about them, especially when I was working as a shelter volunteer, um, is it's really important to be able to, um, when you're working with unfamiliar dogs in a stressful situation, be able to read their body language Mm -hmm. as much as you can and pay attention to body language. And some dogs... It's really hard to tell what their body language is. Yeah. Like some some types of dogs, some fluffy dogs, some mm-hmm. it just is when you harder can't to see, see the their signs. muscles as yes. much. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to tell if they're tense, if yeah. they're giving me side eye. Yeah. Yeah. But bullies, it's yeah. easy. <laughs> I on the flip side of that. Yes. It's easy. Sometimes it's too easy. Oh. Because I think sometimes, like any tiny tense moment, any widening of the eyes is very obvious. We do sometimes have the buggy eyes, too, which can look a little whale slash creature. Yeah. And that's (laughs) whale eye is a term where um, a dog who's uncomfortable might show parts of the whites of its eye. Right. Um, And their eyes are super wide. They might turn them, like just turn the eyeballs in their head to look back at you. And it's a sign that you. You probably should leave that dog alone. Yeah, that that let that it de-stress. Particular stance usually yeah. predicts a bite. Yeah, or not predicts, but precedes a right. bite. Right, um, it's a pretty clear sign that right that they're very they're uncomfortable. At threshold, extreme discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> Do not proceed. However, when you have dogs who have buggy eyes, they're kind of always <laughs> like a that. little hard to judge. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm not a fan of tail docking and ear cropping right. for looks purposes. Right. only you know i i i ha- took classes in agricultural animals and i understand that there's some animals we do it for for their health and yeah. safety dogs most often it's a it's a look thing right it's a breed standard thing so i'm not a fan of that for no yeah. reason and when pity types do have cropped ears it is incredibly hard to read them yeah because you lose they a vital so alert you lose a vital part yes. of uh, the overall puzzle that yeah. is a dog's body language yeah. right and tail docking too which you don't see as much in bully types you know yeah. in, in english bulldogs american bulldogs rottweilers right. absolutely tail docking is pretty common but in pit bull types and staffordshire yeah. not so much um which yeah <laughs> i mean i i Thank the you, tail at helpful. least i can read yeah but the ear when you lose the ears it's yeah tough. it's really hard yeah and yeah. i think we just tend to be a little over anxious with hyper muscular dogs right because they're very toned so they kind of appear stiff 
if no, they're not moving true, and they're just sense. sitting there, yeah. they kind of automatically look stiff yeah. because they're just toned and you could see those right. muscles really well. Right. The, the things that you're going to be looking at when you're looking for body language, there's so many different things you said. Mm-hmm. So the ears, the eyes, the stiffness, the, the mouth, tail, the mouth. What, what do you look for in the mouth? Yeah. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. any dog who's sitting there with like a tight closed mouth uh-huh. is feeling more stressed what we really are trying to look for is that open relaxed mouth Uh that's telling us i'm feeling happy about the world maybe their tongue's lolling out maybe it's not you know if they're actively panting if it's hot outside that's you know life happens sometimes if they're actively panting when they shouldn't be Mm -hmm. hot Mm -hmm. that's a stress Mm -hmm. sign but if their mouth is just open and relaxed that's a good sign right coupled with of course the ears the eyes the body in general tight bad loose good that's kind of like a very general right upright and intense and tight you know tail wagging and ears perked up like that is an alert if you're docking the ears that's what they're just always up like that right and you're like uh okay yeah so that's like if you're driving behind a car and they just have their right blinker perpetually turned on (laughs) you're like i don't know what you're doing they just have their hazards on all the time all the time i don't know can i go around you know your hazards are on do you know sir like are you aware (laughs) right (laughs) and it and other dogs that that becomes an issue too because dogs communicate so true with each other yeah almost exclusively through body language vocalizations come into play at a later point in the game right body language is their first line of defense their first line of communication and when we alter them for whatever weird standard we want them to look like they lose a form of communication with other dogs and and dogs are better at reading body language than we are yeah that's their first Still, language, though. so they're better at it. But it becomes a challenge. Yeah. It's like when you have dogs that have really short noses and yeah. squishy faces and they have a hard time breathing. And they just kind of sound like they're growling all, all the, time. the time. And then other dogs are like, why are you growling at me? It's very confusing. I'm going to get in your face. Yeah. It's very confusing for them because yeah. especially when they get excited and they're trying to play, all of a sudden they're going, <laughs> and all the other dogs yeah. are like, what is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> are you okay? But also, are you like mad at me? Come at me. Right. Uh, I, that, oh, that is another love hate thing with pities. I think with me is the come at me, bro attitude yeah. that so many of them seem to have. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's because I pretty much exclusively know them in a shelter setting. True. So you have to keep in mind that while a lot of the dogs that end up in shelters have never done anything wrong, oh, it was yeah. unfortunate circumstance, whether it was poor owner, like poor ownership right. or just really unfortunate circumstance that landed them in a shelter. Some of them are there because they were somehow difficult to right. keep. Right. difficult to own whether they were escaping constantly yeah. or whether they presented issues with other animals in the yeah. home or visitors or right. just the lifestyle you or know if there was something or in expensive that, medical you know right animal that that owner was not prepared for right wasn't expecting didn't know how to right how to handle and yeah. i think with a lot of my pities that i've encountered it's either they they're extremely shut down and shy yeah. at a shelter because they have no idea what's going on they're confused right. they love their time with people and when that's just yeah. completely taken away they tend to shut down well you are working with animals in their most stressed out right most dramatic right. most terrifying it's all the worst parts about a vet life. without the comfort of your owner yeah like it's yeah. it's bad it's bad stuff yeah and a lot of them have come from being loose for as short right. as a day right to as long as a few weeks yeah and that's just added stress on top of it oh, poor babies but then the other ones that you get in that are confident yeah. and <laughs> they, they they tend to like to challenge rules every step of the way now i hate to use this language okay only because i i hate that it starts heading down a path Mm. that i don't want people to talk about when they talk about dogs right but we do have rules and expectations for our dogs right and dogs who are trying to learn those rules are going to just like toddlers 
see like what if I do this where is the line where are my boundaries right right and some people are really bad about setting boundaries for their pets absolutely many of us are are, especially small dog owners why are you looking at no I am looking at myself (laughs) I my dogs have literally no boundaries like I, I think that one boundary... Neither of they, them tried to bite any of my relative, relatives this They time. did good. They did so but good. But Tinkerbell has never tried to bite. So, you know, that's, I was just lucky. Good girl. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, also, ugh, I hate that phrase in general. Oof, I hate that. What? Tried to bite. Oh. It's a bad phrase. It is. It's a dog either bit or didn't, you Neither know. Neither of them have nipped. <laughs> um... Yeah, but I find that especially like young, excitable, the ones that you can kind of tell, maybe someone loved them dearly, but was just in over their heads. Yeah. Or uh, had a life change that made right, they right. literally weren't able to keep that animal They're the and work ones with that, it. that tend to kind of look at you and be like, do you mean it though? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, um, do I mean it I though? Don't know. Here, have a treat. <laughs> they make me question everything about myself sometimes. Oh my gosh. Aww. I think I also love that pities have such a great capacity for so many things. Yeah. And and I'm sure a big part of that is because, you know, they don't represent one particular breed, but I've seen them succeed as working service dogs. Right. I've seen them succeed over and over again as people's individual emotional ser- oh, emotional yeah. support animals, Absolutely. as therapy animals yep. for other people, as like sh- as dog buddies and helpers of other yes. shy dogs. Oh, There's yeah. also functioning and successful working pit bulls as police officers, Yo, police yeah. dogs in some places, Absolutely. searching rescue dogs. Yep. They are succeeding way past where a lot of other dog breeds fall because they have a really good blend as a whole group, which of course the first half of this podcast was all about don't generalize. (laughs) And the second half is these generalizations are okay. Well, we were talking about (laughs) breeding for working behaviors earlier. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is that because of the mishmash of what pity types are, it just kind of lends the different individuals into all sorts of really awesome paths. Yeah. And they also, and hands down, any of them, usually, I wouldn't say any of them, okay. you know, but, you know, for the most part, yeah. they make wonderful companions. Oh, yeah. They may need things to keep them busy in order to <laughs> live a harmonious and peaceful life at yeah. home. Any dog does. Any dog does. Any dog does. Literally any dog. But they make wonderful companions. Yeah. As long as you find the right individual for your activity and home energy level. For sure. I, I would I would say you'd be hard pressed to find, uh, to, to not be able to find a blocky headed dog for most homes. You, yeah. It might take some searching. It yeah. might take some time. And, but there are blocky dogs as small as 35 pounds all the way up to 90 pounds because, right. because they are so mixed. Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's little pocket pities and uh-huh. exotic bullies yep. all the way up to, you know, borderline. Are you sure this isn't an American bulldog? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and, and they're all wonderful and gorgeous and I love them. If you had to pick a favorite pity oh. type that you ever worked with. Oh my goodness. Or interacted with. Are you a talking about knew. a specific dog? Yeah. Oh, Karina, how can you do this to me? Top three. Top three. Okay. Honestly, one of the first one that comes to mind is Sophie. Sophie. Lynn's. Sophie, our friend Lynn's dog? Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. I love that. Dog. Okay. I think she's precious too. She's I so unfortunately I don't think sweet. she'd be in my top three, but I love her. <laughs> all right, all right. I got to meet her a couple of times and yeah. and I had puppies with me at the time. Uh-huh. And she was so patient and understanding with ridiculous puppies. That's accurate. And then she was really, really, really sweet. Okay, so Sophie's one. Yeah. And you don't have to rank them individually. Yeah, she no, just makes you I'm top not three. ranking them. Don't <laughs> make me rank them. Okay, and then do you remember? This it was a fawn colored puppyish ladybug. No, no, no. Ladybug was spotted. So I mostly white. I worked with like six different ladybugs at that one shelter alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I always think of a different ladybug than what most people think of. Yeah, you're thinking of no, that's a slightly different one. This one got adopted pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And I know why, because she was fabulous. So I loved her. Fair. Oh, Man, I just can't narrow down my last ones, but it's going to be Ellie. 
Ellie. It's Ellie. My babe. It's Ellie. My baby. It's Ellie. I do love her. And I, I am shamed to think that she didn't even come up into my mind for my top three. Really? Yeah. Oh, and how funny. I mean, I've had, I've had so many. I, so I know. Many. I know. I know. Um, Ellie are, are toothless or rather grinded down Ugh. teeth pity that was stuck with us for like eight months. Oh, yeah. Almost. Forever. And then was adopted into a really, oh, really loving home. Such a happy story. I love, I love an yeah. Ellie. I, and I got to spend a lot, not as much as you did, mm-hmm. a lot of time with Ellie. Yeah. Because um, we took her to offsite events a lot and yeah. took her to go and get puppuccinos. My and girl. Yeah. She was a, a little uncomfortable with other dogs. So you, if we took her to an offsite, we'd like sit away from other dogs. And so then I could just sit and chill with her and just be like one on one with her. And that was really fun. Very I love accurate. Her. I, that was hard. Yeah. Wow. I don't. And I honestly, like, I probably would immediately, I probably will immediately regret these. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to do it. Cause I made you do it. Okay. Do but it. I'm going to like, I'm probably going to immediately regret it and think about 10,000 other I can dogs. Guess some of yours though, but, but okay. Go. Okay. No guess. Juice and Nana. So juice does make my top. Uh-huh. Nalani, his buddy does not make my top only because a, I really don't think of her as a pity. Like mm. I don't. Because she's so small. Mm, okay. And, like, and also, I just didn't get to spend a lot of time with yeah. her. We never formed a bond. She's an extremely fearful dog. And I was I didn't spend enough time with her to to make friends yeah. with her. So she didn't she does not make my top three. Juice was one of the first ones that came to my yeah. mind. So I am gonna go ahead and put him in my top nice. three. Oh my gosh. Big honking, lovable pit bull. And just gray and white, gorgeous dude. And the best friend a little shy dog could ever oh, ask for. So Their sweet. love story is the sweetest Honestly, thing in the it's world. it's ridiculous. I can't handle it. Basically, the rundown is that they were both in the shelter at the same time. Nana was mostly shut down. Yeah. She, no, she was extremely, extremely fearful in a, in a very outward way. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so what made her struggle at the shelter. Yeah. Yeah. But when she was teamed up with, with juice. juice in Foster, right. suddenly she could calm down. She would yeah. have less separation and anxiety. And Sophie was her original helper dog. You, one of your top three. But Sophie's an older girl yeah. and Nalani was a puppy. And that oh, was yeah. a lot yeah, for Sophie. Lot. Uh, and Juice is a young dog. And Ooh. Juice was like, I can keep up with this puppy so all the time. Cute. And Juice struggled with severe separation anxiety from right? people. That's what it was. Yeah. So they help each other. And they live together. It's so perfect. And they have to. They got adopted together. By one by the foster parents. Yep. And the other by the foster parents' parents. It's and amazing. so but they but they actually just split their time between the two yep. households so that they can stay They're together. They're never apart. They have shared custody. It's the sweetest love story ever. <laughs> Literally ever. Make yeah. a movie about it. So juice juice would be in my top. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I I have to say mm-hmm. my mind goes to Marley, and I'm not sure you even remember Marley, but Marley was a tan pity mix with bl- like one blue eye. We think he was like a husky pity mix. Yeah. And the only okay, reason I think okay. I remember him so much yeah. is because he, um, I, I spoke in detail to his young owner who had become homeless and had Aww. been couch surfing with him. And the story just really broke my heart. Um, yeah. and he was the best dog in the whole world. Aww. We didn't even have him for more than a week and a half before he was adopted. Oh, good. Cause he was just the sweetest thing in the whole world. Yay. Total doll. Aww. And I, I think we took him to one adoption event and I just, he was just, I loved him. And I, he falls under the category only because like. I didn't even know him that long, it was but his like, owner made an impact on me yeah, and he made an impact on yeah. me. And he was one of my, because yeah. that's a big part of working with Pitbulls Absolutely. is meeting a lot of heartbroken owners oh, gosh. and doing your best to make life a little bit easier for them yeah. when they're already in a really tough situation. Yep. And then the flip side, of course, is is having a great Pitbull that you find a great home for and yeah. knowing that we can, you know, really successfully place oh, these dogs. Yes. I yep. struggle. I struggle to find a, th- a third top three because I have one for you. A million dogs run through my head. Zena. Zena. I loved. She would not be not in, my top in your top three. three. No, okay. I think I, ha- I think it's gotta be Roxy because Roxy oh, okay. was my only pit bull foster. Okay. Uh, well, I had, I oh, had wait. another pit bull. Batman. I forgot Charlie. about Batman. I did have Charlie. Yeah. Ah. 
but <laughs> it, it was not as successful of a foster no. in my house. And it was also <laughs> only one day. And I had Roxy for like two days. Okay. <laughs> you know? All right. Yeah. And it was not a successful foster either. But uh, Roxy was part of a pair. Um, her and her sister, Ava, mm-hmm. had come to the shelter as strays. We like kind of knew who their owners were, but not really. Right. Either way, not they were officially. super shut down. Aww. And uh, And we did end up being able to rehabilitate i say rehabilitate we didn't need to rehabilitate them we helped them build confidence so yeah. that they could become adoptable and i took roxy out on a hike with my at the time my Aww. boyfriend's dog and my boy my ex-boyfriend um we were on this <laughs> whole other podcast oh no <laughs> we went on this super um long oh my god we got stuck in traffic because i think a tomato truck had like <laughs> crashed and there were tomatoes all over the, it was just, it was crazy, but we got, and it was on like a two lane road to oh, get no. out to the mountains to go for oh, a hike. No. So we were in the car forever in my tiny little hatchback yeah. with a 75 pound shepherd mix, yeah. a 65 pound pit bull, a six and a half foot tall human Girl, and me no. driving. Girl, no. And we were just in this tiny car No. and she, like I put, I put my ex and his dog in the back seat yeah. because his dog was bigger and he was bigger and then i put roxy just in the front seat with me and we were just like (laughs) in this tiny car and she was a champ about it and had a great time on the hike and then uh we went to the beach after and there were dogs running loose and she was on leash and they were off leash and And as best she could and honestly it was my ex-boyfriend's dog that was more because he's used to being let off leash but i was like no because i'm not letting roxy off not fair yeah And then we got back, we went to the crepe place. We went to a crepery for dinner and she just sat quietly and like in the middle of downtown of college town. And then it was so late that I decided to bring her to my apartment, even though I wasn't supposed to have big dogs, pit bull dogs. And I already had my own small dog and my two cats at my apartment. So we just had to sneak in past the adult, the older cat that hates big dogs uh-huh. and then stay hidden in my room. And she was a doll with Tinkerbell because Tinkerbell was the only one I had at the time. And then Gatsby, I didn't know how she would be with cats. Yeah. And in hindsight, I probably should have been better <laughs> about it. But Gatsby's in the room with us. And when he would like run into the bathroom, she would kind of look like she wanted to chase him. Uh-huh. And I would just say Roxy. And then she would lay back down. Oh, what and, like, a good girl. The most the most sweetest girl and i loved her and she took really great selfies too nice that's really important in a pity oh yeah good selfie skills all about the photogenic absolutely yeah so those would be my top three yeah so in addition to our challenge to show us pictures of smiling dogs tell me your top three pities yes top three and pictures they could be your own dogs they could be dogs you've worked with they could be dogs you follow on social media that's fine too show us your top three boys oh yeah they're super cute in the pjs yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Adorable. 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 <sighs> and that's how I want to end the pity Perfect. podcast. The only thing that could make this podcast episode more complete is a shout out to another <gasps> fellow podcaster oh boy. of like mind. Ooh. Who dat? It, it just seemed it seemed important to give a shout out to a podcaster who was doing dog content you know Yay. like if you're doing dog content we like you yes so this week we are featuring the trailer for the wolf life show oh boy enjoy hi i'm lauren farriker founder of wolf republic and this is the wolf life podcast a podcast about dogs and the joy that they bring to our lives every single day In each episode of The Wolf Life, we will bring you inspirational stories, we'll chat with dog owners from around the world, we'll discuss pet industry trends, and we'll tackle current events, as well as so much more, and we'll have some fun along the way. On The Wolf Life, we celebrate the diversity of dogs and their owners through the lens of social media, storytelling, sustainability, and helping dogs in need. Subscribe and join us on this exciting journey and hug your dog for us today. Great. We hope you enjoyed that trailer and that you go ahead and check them out as well as any other animal themed podcast you like or any podcast that just tickle you fancy. Yeah. Be a podcast supporter. Enjoy them. Absolutely. It, they're they, so they're fun. just fun. That's it for us today here at CritterCast, yep. episode 47 on our beloved blocky headed pit bulls. That's right. Check out all of our social media for pictures of adorable blocky heads. Including Adoptable Fancy, our featured pet of the episode. That's right. And you can find us at Cast Critter on Twitter. 
at CritterCast Podcast on Instagram and at CritterCast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Check us out. We're all over those places. And until then, we thank you so much for being here. Yeah. We love all of our listeners. And we know that you are the type of people who love all dogs equally. Aw, you're the best. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. This is the Critter Cast. <laughs>